Hey, everybody. Welcome to BU Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be your best you while on a journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of BYOB Audio. Last episode was really special because it was the first time that we did an interview live on TikTok featuring Steven Ruiz. Steven is the founder of a Facebook group called Dog Raw Diet and Nutrition Free and Open Discussion, which has almost 8,000 members. And he is a TikTok superstar with at this time 13,000 followers. He shares the importance of embracing being yourself and ignoring all of the haters. Obviously, this guy knows what it takes to capture an audience's attention. So if you wanna learn more about how to grow an audience, definitely tune into his episode. Today, I have a very special guest, a dear friend that we go way back. We actually played in a high school band together. Um, I have with me Marcos Kovos. He's an artist in many ways from singing to set designing. He's also a native to Odessa, but he actually moved to Dallas to expand his career as a professional photographer pursuing high fashion and fine art photography. So Marcos, welcome to the show. Hello. I mean, not everybody follows photography, so could you expand a little bit? I mean, I I have no idea what that means, but you know, maybe some of our listeners do, but could you go ahead and expand into what high fashion photography and fine art photography are? Yeah, so there are lots of different types of photography when it comes to photography. There's like family portraits and wedding, like landscape, and um, there's just a lot lot of different areas of photography. So what I want to pursue is high fashion and editorial, which is like magazine spreads, working with designers, shooting their spring collection or their fall collection. It's just working with really high-end brands the more you get noticed and the more you get known. Nice. So obviously, definitely nothing that we have here, right? Right. In Odessa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you for moving away and pursuing your dreams. Yeah. I mean, in Odessa, there's a, definitely a lot to do in Odessa. There's just not... There's no modeling agencies and those type of things. Like They're not accessible, as accessible from Odessa. Awesome. Awesome. So as all of our listeners know... We always start the show off with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today? So my shot of wisdom is make yourself a priority. And I mean, like, love and accept yourself, believe in yourself, take care of yourself, pamper yourself, feel good about who you are, all of those things. And also, I think it's okay to walk away from things or even people sometimes that don't make you feel your best. Because you want to surround yourself with positive people and obviously like, like-minded like people to make yourself feel your best. Awesome. I think that's great, great wisdom. So it sounds like, you know, whenever you said, you know, walk away from people, you know, that you've dealt with some pretty serious struggles, if you will. We're all about struggles and stories here on BYOB. So could you take us to that time for you? that you would consider was your biggest struggle and tell us the story around it. I would have to say that my biggest struggle was coming out, you know, as gay. So as a lot of people know me is that know that I'm gay now. I'm with my boyfriend and we've been together for eight years now. We're engaged. Congrats. And 
Thank you. We've been engaged for a very long time because we can't afford my dream wedding yet. But <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been together for a long time. So, but it wasn't always like that. You know, I came out about 17 years old and I remember I was um, going into senior year. And so that that's already a really hard time. I feel like for a teenager in high school, going to senior year, trying to graduate, thinking about what you want to do with your life and then trying to figure out who you are and trying to let everybody else know who you are. And then obviously not everybody's accepting of that. So it, it was a pretty tough time. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a lot there. I think that's a really big topic, you know, especially these days. I think generally it's a little more accepted now than maybe 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. 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 So let's say, you know, whenever you're in high school, you know, you're already dealing with just like what you were saying, kind of figuring out what you want to do with your life and then kind of who you are. And when you struggle with that sense of identity, I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on you. And I know you're already feeling that. Were, the, were there people around you that were close to you that were not supportive of that part of you? Yeah. So I came out to my closer friends first and like maybe some closer cousins and they were all supportive and accepting. But when my family found out, which I didn't really come out to my family, my sister is the one who, well, I came out to my, her, my sister and then she ended up uh, telling my family. It was a whole thing, whole drama. But, uh, when my family found out, they were not accepting of it at all. And I really had to kind of like stand my ground as to who I was and deciding that I was going to make a, make the decision to accept who I am and try to get everybody else to accept it. And whoever didn't accept it, I mean, they just had to take the time to, I guess, um, accept it. <laughs> no, I get it. I know that there are a lot of people, you know, who have that identity struggle and they end up having this internal battle because they're so afraid of what other people are going to think. Um, what was that turning point for you to finally decide that, hey, I'm going to come out. I'm going to let people know this is how I am. This is who I am. And you either like it, take it or leave it, right? Yeah. So I was with a boy and I thought I had found love. And I guess I got a little bit careless as to who knew and who didn't know because I was in love. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the man of my dreams. And this is who I'm going to be with. And if anybody, if anybody knows, then it's fine. Like, who cares? Whatever. And so that's how I kind of got a little bit sloppy with my secret and keeping it from my family. And then eventually that's how it kind of tumbled out of the closet to my family. Unfortunately, whenever my family found out, that relationship fell apart as well. So it was just everything fell apart as well at once. But I don't think that I had that moment really where I was like, I, I'm going to come out. I'm going to decide to come out because it kind of just came out. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, I didn't... I think also testing the waters with, you know, another guy is kind of making that decision, whether you've told somebody or not, you made the decision for yourself. So how about that moment? Oh, okay. Well, that moment was a lot of uh, many years before that. <laughs> I, I had always known I was gay. And I want to say it was probably when I was like 14 or 15. I had never uh, vocally verbalized to anybody that I was gay. I had never even said that out loud to myself and used those words that I'm gay. So I want to say it was like ninth grade 
But when I decide, whenever I actually spoke those words and I told a friend that I was game and deciding to accept it, because before that, I always knew I was different, but I didn't know necessarily what gay was. I didn't know anything about sex or anything like that. Um, so whenever I came to understand that more, then I knew like, oh, okay, well, then this is what it means and this is what it is and this is what I am. And I grew up very religious with really strong faith. So I would always pray, try to pray it away as a kid. And so that was always a struggle, you know, trying to do what your parents tell you to do and have a relationship with God and pray and, you know, be an active, you know, Catholic or Christian and then still have those internal feelings and just trying to get rid of those feelings, but never really succeeding at at removing those feelings from myself. So whenever I turned 15 and I was in ninth grade, that's whenever I kind of had decided. And I came to a point where I was like, this isn't going away. I can pray away as much as I want to or whatever, but it's just not going to go away. And this is just who I am. And I need to tell somebody because it was just like bursting out of me at that point. So it felt really good to finally have friends that I could trust in and, and tell and actually say that out loud too. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you were trying to overcompensate in terms of to hide maybe the fact that you were gay to other people that you were trying to show that in other ways? Yeah, like in some kind of other like masculine masculinity or something. Yeah, yeah like try to prove that you were masculine in a way just to try to hide the, the gay part. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, right. Yeah, I guess I, I could say that because I do remember, literally, this is me, like, I would go home and, and practice walking in the mirror, because somebody at school said that you walk gay. Or I would go home and talk, I would practice like my, my speech at home to try to sound more masculine. Um, my mannerisms, basically, I would go home and practice my mannerisms and try to get them in check to be more masculine and more straight because somebody at school would say you sound gay you talk gay you walk gay whatever somebody would say something and so it would always make me self feel self-conscious and make me feel like i needed to work on it yeah so yeah that's kind of what i was getting at in terms of overcompensating i think that's extremely stressful you know one you have all the high school junior high stress of fitting in and then now you're having to deny who you are and i know that how stressful that could be all right. Now that we have kind of those feelings, what was that timeline from you decided you were gay till the point where your parents essentially found out? How long was that? Me admitting it to myself, I was about 14, 15 in between that age range, ninth grade. And then when they found out, it was when I was 17, going to my senior year. Okay. So, so it was a years. couple of years. Let's just call it two years or so. Mm -hmm. Two years, um, you were essentially just hiding who you were, but you could be open. You said that you shared it with, you know, a couple of friends, maybe some people that you could share in confidence. Well, I would say it was two years from me admitting it and accepting it to myself. But before that, I was still hiding it. Like it was still something that I always knew. I knew that I struggled with that I was still hiding. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was like a something I hid and worked on my whole life. Okay. So, so what I'm getting at is the realization point was about 14, 15. And then when it came out, it was about 17. So that 
time period in between, did you have anybody that you could share or at least talk to about, you know, all the feelings that you were having? Cause you know, you're saying it's just wanting to come out and you were ready to explode essentially. Yeah. Um, so I told a couple of close friends and just like close cousins when I started dating that boy, let's call him. We don't have to give him a name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say a name. Let's call him Jared. When I started dating Jared, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I have found my soulmate. I had dated other guys before him, but you know, he was just like, oh my gosh, this is the love of my life. So that's when I decided, okay, I think I need to tell somebody closer. And so I told my sister, my, my eldest. And so far, everybody I had told was more excited for me than disappointed. So it, that kind of helped build that encouragement to come out to somebody closer. But essentially, they weren't as close to me as my family, right? My immediate family. So when I told her, her reaction was just not at all what I expected. And it was so much more on the disappointment or, you know, sad or all of those other more negative feelings about it. I, it freaked me out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll work on it. <laughs> I just I lied and said, you know, I'll work on it. Just don't tell anybody. So she's like, okay, well, as long as you're working on it. Yeah. And um, she found out I was still dating that guy. And so that's when she was like, okay, well, I think that I need to tell, you know, mom and dad. And I don't think my, my family knew, like my sister didn't know about these kinds of situations. So I, I don't think that she knew to give me the opportunity to come up for myself. You know what I mean? For her, it was just like, this is something that, my brother's struggling with, and I think my mom and dad need to know what's going on. So it was more of like out of concern and not out of spite. So then when they found out, I mean, it was just, can I say shit show? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it was a shit show. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's unfortunate. You know, I know it's extremely difficult, especially, you know, being raised in a, uh, you know, strong faith Catholic family, you know, where you're basically trying to deny two halves of yourself, you know, at any given point. Let's say moving on after your parents found out, how did you deal with that? Obviously, it wasn't what they wanted to hear. They were disappointed. How did you end up dealing with that? I mean, I, I guess I had just hit it for so long. And I had an idea of what I thought would happen, you know, and I always, you know, just hoped that wouldn't be the reality. But when it came out it was and I was just hurt and angry and you know all of the feelings and I was also in the age group where you're just kind of rebellious and so I just kind of went wild and decided you know if you can't love me and accept me then I'm just leaving and and I left and I don't believe that I was able to stay there and be myself, I was going to have to stay there and work on myself and work on not being that person. And it's just not something that I wanted to do at that point. So I decided to leave. And I lived on many of my friends' couches for a, a large portion of that year. Yeah. How long was it from when they found out to when they finally accepted you? Mm, probably like anywhere from two to three years. Yeah. I finished out, so I didn't graduate high school. A lot of my senior year was actually spent, like I said, living on friends' couches. A lot of my support during that time were my friends. And I, and I was like 
I don't know. I, I was just out of it. So a lot of my friends I lost during that time because they were like, mm, this is too much for me. I can't deal. You know, like we're trying to come on, like we're trying to figure out finals and tests and all this. Like, I don't have time for this. And then the other friends were like, you know, you can stay, stay here and I would talk to their parents and stuff about it. But yeah, I didn't eventually, I didn't finish high school. And then when I did get back to living with my parents, it was because I mean, I was tired of living on my friend's couches, so I agreed to try to work on it and try to be straight as long as I lived there. So I was having to like lie to them in order to live there. How long did yeah. you do that? Maybe like six months or so, maybe closer to a year, because then I met my boyfriend who I'm with now, and we started dating. I introduced him to the family a couple of times as a friend, and whenever they found out we were dating then again i was kicked out and from there me and him moved in together and we've been living together together ever since but whenever i moved out and started live with live with him we lived together for a year before they came around to accepting him and accepting us and that's when we started seeing more progress from there but it was a year after me and rj were together okay okay well i mean i'm glad that you were able to find somebody who was there to you know, ultimately take care of you and all of that stuff. I can't imagine the emotional struggle that you've been going through, you know, just long term denying yourself and having to deal with that, you know, all the way from essentially junior high till even several years after. With that said, for any members in our audience who might be going through a similar struggle, what would be your advice in terms of coming out and, you know, accepting yourself and prioritizing your happiness over what other people think? I would have to say, one, you have to come out. I know a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community who don't ever come out to their family and to their loved ones. And I will say there's nothing more beautiful than having the people that you love most accept you and love you and love who you love and accept who you love and your life and be able to enjoy your life together with all of the people that you love. So if you want that essentially in life, like you need to come out. And if it is hard, it's going to be hard. I mean, like I said, it was a shit show for me. It was emotional. I mean, I was like... I mean, I was so lost. I was lost on, on my own in faith, in life, my dreams, what I wanted to do, like on the verge of like even being like suicidal. And I know that that's like a really big thing in this, that kind of community. And there's like a high suicidal rate in the LGBT community. So I understand it. I was there. And I just want people to know like, that's just something you have to get through and you have to know that it is going to get better. Like, I know people say it gets better and like a lot of people feel like it comes off really cheesy, but like, no, it's really true. It does get better with time. People will learn to love you and accept you. And the people who don't, then, I mean, they, they just don't get to be around you. They miss out. Yeah. And that's really why I wanted to, you know, kind of ask all of those questions, you know, around that struggle for you is because I know it's very common and, you know, maybe your story can save a life. And, you know, I would like everybody to know who know who is struggling like that, that, yeah, it took you, you know, years to even come out about it, you know, from the point of you realizing. And then after your parents finding out and your family finding out, it took you still years to repair that relationship. But if you never came out, then you could say that, you know, you would still be extremely unhappy, if not one of those who are 
like depressed and all of that, right? Yeah, I would still be hiding. I would have moved to the city a long time ago just to be able to live the life that I live today. And my family wouldn't be a part of it at all. Yeah. So now that you have come out, you know, you're able to have an actual relationship with your family now, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And actually, my dad, who I thought would never, you know, come around to it. Yeah, I never thought he would come around. Not only are we like a very strong Catholic family, but we're also like Hispanic. And my dad is like, you know, a macho Mexican man. And um, he loves RJ. When we come over to dinner, he gets right at me and says like, why don't you start him? Where's his plate? Like he, he sees RJ as a son. He has stuck up for him and defended him to even other family members who aren't accepting. So it, it, my family have come a long, long way. I mean, it was hurtful. Hurtful things were said. Hurtful things were done. There's things that I can't change, like my senior year, not not graduating, living on my friends' couches, things that I can sit here and try to blame everybody for. But I mean, I think that where we are today is just so much better. And it's like, it's just almost like a dream come true. Good, man. Well, I, I can definitely tell a difference from when I knew you in high school and from now. So you genuinely look a lot happier. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so my final question pertaining to your struggle is, was it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, like I said, nothing is worth it, I guess, if it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> on use of the word hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Get out>. <laughs> yeah All right. I mean it, it's only worth it if it's hard <laughs> okay stop <laughs> so I also just want to say that um, I guess growing up trying so hard to hide who I was, going home and studying myself and trying to mold myself into what the world wanted me to be. I'm still to this day peeling back those layers. I'm still to this day finding who I am. Like every day I find a little bit more of who I am. And I find a little bit more, you know, pride in who I am and confidence in who I am. Like I want to wear this. It's a little bit gay. Cool. I'm gay then it was made for me. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, I, I want people to know that it's okay. And you don't have to know who you are right away and accept yourself right away. But if you start on that journey, eventually you'll, you'll get there. Awesome. Awesome. That's a great way to end the struggle. So you did bring up, you know, accepting yourself and doing what you love. So speaking of which, we definitely want to hear what that moment was for you that you realized what your passion was. So can you tell us that story? So growing up, I was all about music. I thought I was going to be a, a famous singer. And then I got lost, you know, in life or whatever and everything. And I think I, I came out of that just really lost. And so I started trying a lot of everything. I worked in grocery stores. I worked in restaurants. I worked in the medical field. I was an MHT. I did a PCT for dialysis. I was a decorator. I even did choreography. I've never had a dance class in my life, but I woke up one day and decided I was going to teach choreography. <laughs> and uh, that was fun. Um, I decorated weddings and baby showers and slowly found that I liked to design and decorate. The more stuff that I tried, that's really what it started narrowing down to. And then I decorated for a photographer some sets. And then I picked up her camera and eventually bought my own camera and decided that photography was 
everything that I had done, like all the bits and pieces that I loved from all the different things that I had done all in one profession. Yeah, that's how I landed on photography. And that's what I've been stuck on doing the last four years. Awesome. And then ultimately, you know, you ended up getting into, you know, like high fashion and, you know, the art, the fine art photography. How has that been going? Well, like I said, in Odessa, there's not a whole lot of outlet for that. And I've only been here in Dallas for six months, but I am actively working with models and makeup artists and hairstylists and pretty much getting teams and groups together of uh, creatives and artists and working all together to create art and create high fashion editorial photo shoots. Yeah. So let's say somebody was wanting to get into photography. What would you recommend for them to do first? I would say buy a camera and take pictures of everything and anything at any time of the day, at every time of the day, with every picture that you take, you learn something. At every photo shoot that you you do, you learn something. So just don't stop and do it. Do as much as you can. It's like a muscle. Cool. All right. So especially in times like these, you know, we're all in quarantine and the world is going crazy. Mm -hmm. I think it's extremely important to stay positive and to just be excited about something. So what are you most intoxicated about today? So I am, I would have to say that um, I am intoxicated by dreaming and dreaming big and challenges. My favorite verse is Bill 413. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I believe that wholeheartedly. Anytime that I I start feeling doubtful of my dreams, of my challenges, that I, I can't overcome them, I always, always repeat that in my mind and just have faith in that. And I feel like challenges are just great. I, you know, I just love to challenge myself and just dream really big. Yeah. What I love about that is, you know, you were saying that whenever you're going through your struggle, you just felt lost. And you said, um, you know, you didn't even make it through school and, you know, forget about your dreams. And I think that's an important point is, you know, one, if you're trying to survive, then you can't dream. So I'm glad that you're not just surviving, but you're thriving and now you're even dreaming. So I'm super happy for you, man. Thank you. That's an awesome point. That's awesome. All right. (laughs) So... So now it's time for our sips of success. These are quick questions for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay, so who is your biggest hero? This is so cheesy, but my fiance, RJ, he is my hero. He's always been my hero since I met him. I have never met anybody more hardworking and determined as him. And he's so supportive. Like I mentioned, I every day I woke up and wanted to be something else and be someone else. And he would just say, okay. And he has sat on corners of the streets with me to help me sell wreaths and door slides and all kinds of stuff that I would make. He sat on corners of streets helping me sell uh, Valentine's Day baskets. He's gone with me to install decorations, to help me decorate, to teach choreography. I mean, this guy, everything and anything I decide I want to do, he's like behind me with, you know, with everything and anything that I need. Like, let's go. So yeah, I just love him. And that's on top of him being a full-time nurse too, right? A full-time nurse, putting himself through school, working two jobs, getting his BS in, and now he's working towards his CRNA. So yeah, I, he's just like, I don't know, like my idol. And I, every day I just want to be more like him. Very cool. All right. Well, what is your favorite way to de-stress? A lot of things. <laughs> you got to go with one. <laughs> a lot of so, things. Uh, 
a lot of things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I love to sing and play the guitar. That probably is one of the most peaceful things to me. You know how people yell at the top of their lungs sometimes when they're stressed and it helps to like relieve some of that? For me, that's what singing does. So I sing or I will create something, decorate something. Creating anything with my hands really gets my mind off of things. Or just getting lost in a fictional movie. Nice. It's really good too. Like I love Marvel and Harry Potter. (laughs) So what was the best advice given to you that helped you through a tough time? My mom. She always, always, always says, shit happens, life goes on. That's what she always says. And so it brings a smile to my face because it makes me think of my mom. And I think it's so funny. And it's very true. Shit happens and life goes on. There's nothing you can do about it. I couldn't matata, let it go. Awesome. Great advice. All right. So go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. So I would have to say self-awareness is something that keeps me sharp. I welcome constructive criticism and I like to be aware of my strengths and my weaknesses so that I know what my strong suits are and I know where I need to work on myself. So is there like a time in a day that you dedicate to working on yourself in terms of it being a habit? Not really. So I have two really great people in my life. One being my cousin, Evanette. Well, I mean, I have a lot of great people in my life, right? But these two in particular, I go to who I know love me and I trust want nothing but the best for me. One being my cousin, Evanette, and two being my best friend, Fernie. And these girls are so positive and also keep it real, 100%. And they always let me know, you know, in any situation that I come to them with, they say, no, you know, you're wrong. You, sh- you should do this or you shouldn't do this. Or in, in my work, if I show them anything that pertains to my work, they tell me where I need to work on it or, you know, whatever. So I just... Uh, give them a quick phone call anytime I feel like I need some constructive criticism. Okay, cool. So how would you define happiness and success? I believe that happiness is a choice. And I think that you have to make a a constant decision every day to be happy. I really believe that because it's very easy to to wake up and decide to be unhappy and complain about a lot of things. So I think you have to make a constant decision that uh, everything's okay and you're happy. And I would say success is reaching your dreams. That's what I would say. Reach your dreams. Okay. All righty, Marco. So now it's time for last call. All right. (laughs) All right. So basically what that means is if you have any parting piece of advice for our listeners, now's the time to say it. And then go ahead and end with the best way for our listeners to connect with you. All right. So I'm going to end with one of my favorite quotes by Henry Ford. And that is whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you are right. It's one of my favorites. And also, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook um, under Marcos Covos or Marcos Covos Photography. I do have personal accounts and business accounts on both. Awesome. I think that's a great quote. And I am glad that you know you decided that you can come out and that you did because ultimately, I think you look significantly happier now. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I definitely am. I'm well, happy and gay. <laughs> I'm here and I'm queer, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, 
for all of your words and you sharing your story. I know that's not easy for you to do, but like I said, I think that it's extremely important for you to share your story and you know know that it's okay to struggle, but at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it for you know anyone who's kind of going down that same path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me. And yeah, I hope I was able to touch and inspire somebody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. See you next time, but here's to you on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers. Cheers.